0: Good morning. Good morning. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and I greet those as well joining us on our live stream. Do stay safe and praying for protection over all of us uh, as uh, we are in a situation where the COVID uh, cases are rising. In this Advent season, let us continue to be reminded of the anticipation and the hope that awaited the birth of of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. It is a time when we reflect on the significance of His coming and the true light He brings into our lives. Amen? Amen. The last round I was here, I shared uh, in this uh, Wesley Sanctuary was during the seasons of Lent, too long ago. And it was on the topic of Christian piety and the premise of practicing piety as part of our witness to the world. Now, this week being the third week uh, of Advent, we will be looking at one of the passages from the Revised Common Lectionary of the Gospel of John, chapter 1. And may I say once again, to be diving into what it means to be a witness for Jesus. What it means from these verses to light our faith amidst the bright lighting decorations of Christmas. And showing, more importantly... Jesus as man's greatest hope through our witness. Allow me to read the first part of the scripture text taken from John chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, and subsequently later on in the sermon, I'll read the second half. May you hear these words of life? Verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God indeed. The beginning of the Gospel of John can be a little bit confusing for some of us. The Apostle John wrote the book along with 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and Revelation. But he is not the John that we are going to be looking into this Morning. This is John the Baptist that we are looking at. John the Baptist's mission was to prepare people for the Savior, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through Him. He was the forerunner of Jesus, who baptized people in the wilderness for the forgiveness of their sin. Here is the primary John that we'll be looking at today. John the Baptist was sent. From God, He came as a witness to the light of Jesus Christ. Now, it is interesting to note together with me uh, as we look into this passage that while Apostle John wrote that John the Baptist came as a witness to the light, John the Baptist himself never said those words. He wasn't the author. And John the Baptist never said that Jesus is the light. Only Apostle John wrote that. I believe that it's because Apostle John was much more acquainted with Jesus in his ministry than John the Baptist did. Apostle John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. And we read that later on in the Gospel of John, chapter 13. Apostle John walked with Jesus in, this, in his life when Jesus lived on earth and was doing his ministry. He encountered the risen Christ after the resurrection, through prayer and the church, until his death. And his life had been traditionally believed to be the longest amongst the apostles, and the only apostle who did not die a martyr. So it's fair to say that Apostle John knew Jesus more intimately than John the Baptist did. He had abundant of years and ministry experiences with Jesus. He encountered a lot more truths unraveling by the scriptures about Jesus that John the Baptist perhaps didn't have the chance to encounter. And if you think about it, the same is true for you and I. Because we most probably would know more about Jesus Christ than John the Baptist did. We have the New Testament scriptures to guide us, to teach us, and to inform us about the life, death, and resurrection of his ministry. We also have 2,000 years of church history to glean and learn from. And as disciples of Christ, I pray that we have encountered in different ways the Lord's kindness, love, forgiveness, guidance, and healing. You and I have tasted and have seen how good and gracious God is. You and I have the ability to pray to our Father in Heaven, waited perhaps upon the Lord and hear from Him. John the Baptist knew that Messiah was coming, but perhaps not much more than that of what the Bible had informed us. We would most probably have a lot more advantages over John the Baptist. And yet, John the Baptist is still known as a witness to the light of Christ. Still known. My friends, we can and we should become Witnesses to the light of Christ as well. Question for us to consider in this season of Advent and towards the end of the, another year of our church direction of intentional discipleship. How have we been faithful witnesses to the light of Christ in our lives? And especially our family. Both our family and our church family. Loved ones, how have we become witnesses to the light of Christ like how John the Baptist is known for? Allow me to read now the second part of the scripture text from John chapter 1, verses 19 to 28. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. And they said to him, who are you? We need to to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And then John said, I am the voice of one who crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. Spirit of God, indeed, allow me to share the following applications from truly the testimony of not just John the Baptist, but John the witness. First point, John understood his calling and identity in pointing others to the light. As I read this passage, it was clear that John the Baptist understood his calling in the kingdom of God. He says about himself in verse 23, I am the voice called. Of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Now, this is a reference to the Old Testament text found in Isaiah chapter 40, where Prophet Isaiah uh, comforted the people of God amidst judgment and repentance to prepare to see God's redeeming work. Now, John the Baptist used these words to challenge his listeners to prepare for the coming Messiah and also as he reoriented his life around his identity and calling. He moved to the wilderness, he began preaching, and as people came to him, he baptised them in water for the forgiveness of their sins. And he declared boldly that the Messiah was coming and that people should get ready by making straight the way for the Lord. He taught that while he baptised with water that the coming Messiah would baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a reference for us as well, by the way. Because when we receive Jesus Christ into our lives, we receive the Holy Spirit too, to work in and through our lives. We know because the fruit of the Spirit in which is at work within us is of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Now think about it, how can these qualities not be liked in this dark world? How can the Spirit's work not be pointing others towards the light of Christ? Second, understanding his calling and identity also helped him to affirm what he was not and kept him focused in humility. Now John the Baptist confessed freely what he was not. He was not the Messiah, he was 20, he was not Elijah, he was 21, and he was not the prophet. John had no misunderstanding about himself. No inflated sense of self-importance, no ego or arrogance that drove his ministry, even if it was a privileged ministry. His identity was not rooted in the ministry that he was Uh, Serving, but in obedience to the one who called him into ministry. Now, our lives, my friends, should be marked with the same readiness in humility to point others readily to our Savior. It is essential to recognize that we are not central characters, but rather instruments of God's grace in God's greater plan of redemption. Well, don't you know why God has sent you amidst your family, your loved ones, your communities, or marketplace? Why does God have you on planet Earth at this time and space and place in history? I don't think we need a hint. I believe part of our calling is to be a witness for Christ, faithful and active witness for Christ, always ready to point Others first, like how John the Baptist did. God alone. Jesus also said in Acts chapter 1, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, one of the natural outcomes of living and walking in the Spirit of God is that we become witnesses for Christ. We start to encounter the love of God and the fruit of the Spirit, and we start to change. And as we are transformed, we talk more about Jesus, not just about ourselves. Now, that is how we practically cultivate humility in our hearts. We let Jesus increase in our lives, and we decrease. We surrender and re surrender to the Lordship of Christ over our lives. And I will be the first to confess that I will have needed to re surrender my life more than one should expect of a pastor. To re surrender my inability to forgive readily. To re surrender my lack of discipline in drawing close to God except for when I'm needed to prepare a sermon. We talk more about how Jesus is saving us in the here and now. Let's not wait. And he helps us, and he helps us to overcome our dire function, our our bad habits, our sinful impulses. We become more Christ-like with lighted faith and we begin to love people the way God loves us and them. And when they ask why, we readily point them to Jesus. This is part of our identity and calling, being witnesses to the light, one of the many, many ways. And with lighted faith, we rekindle hope in men. We rekindle hope in men. What if your calling is to rekindle hope in men by simply loving and serving the person in front of you, no matter who that is at any given moment? Maybe it's your boss, your teacher, co-worker, cashier, flight attendant, if you're having a trip, a spouse, partner, someone else. Your only job is to simply love and serve with the self giving love God has poured into each and every single one of us. And if they ask you why, we point to Jesus readily. You can simply say that you are passing along the love and faith and hope that you have been given, that you have encountered God in. You are love, my friends. And because you are loved, you can love and serve others as well. That is being a witness to the light and love of Christ. One of the many ways, many, many ways. Here is one beautiful thought for you. And I quote, that we do not draw people to Christ by loudly discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are or how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely we cannot stop talking about it, that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. Now, have you ever had that kind of conversation? Just can't wait to share about the faith, hope and love that we've encountered the living Christ in and through our lives. Now, isn't that beautiful? Jesus, Son of God, came down as man and became the light of all mankind. This is the light of love and forgiveness that we have received, no matter how far or how dark our lives may be, and nothing can overcome this light. Nothing can separate us from the love of God our Father when we place our hope in Christ. Amen? Jesus is the true hope that gives true light to the world. And that hope is the greatest to someone when our faith is most lighted in Christ. When our faith is most lighted in Christ. You know, amongst the many programs that we are having in reaching out to Jalan Bersay through COSC, through Witness and Evangelism, through our many, many platforms, this week, and perhaps by no coincidence, we have a group of us also will be along the streets of Orchard Road, sharing and capturing every opportunity to light our faith, to light our faith in the midst of Orchard Road, I want to invite you to come and encourage our volunteers as they are encouraged to light up their faith amidst the many lights on behalf of our faith community. John the Baptist was a witness to the light and yet we know so much more about the Lord than he did. We know more of the goodness, of the truth and love and kindness of the Father. We know that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. So my prayers is that we, not just in this season of Advent or the coming Christmas, be known also as witnesses of the light. Let us love and serve whoever God puts in front of us today and every day whether is it is Christmas or not, and let our faith be brightly lighted, bringing hope to wherever God calls us to as we eagerly anticipate the celebration of our Savior's birth and His second coming. Let us pray. O oh Lord Jesus, you are the opener of eyes and heart. and that you are one, Lord, that truly satisfies. Help us, O Lord, that as we receive your word this morning to understand our calling and identity in your kingdom as kingdom people. Help us, Lord, to be so captivated by your beauty and purity that we naturally point others to you. We want to be witnesses, O Lord, to the joy of our salvation and the love that is from everlasting to everlasting. This we pray truly in Jesus' name. Amen.